What's up, guys? This is Sarah, and welcome to Tom Babe. So especially since COVID's been going on, there's been a huge push for mental health advocacy and hundreds of movements and people starting new mental health advocacy pages on Instagram and people calling themselves advocates and new coaches coming out and people showing themselves as therapists and naturalizing and normalizing therapy to people who need it most. But what I've also noticed with that, while, while that's all well and great, There have been a lot of movements redirected towards letting you stay in a stagnant lifestyle. And what I mean by that is there are people out there, especially on social media, who try to boost you up, who try to brighten your day, but also tell you that you don't need to change. If we are struggling with mental health issues, we need someone first, most importantly, to support us and help us and We just need someone who will listen to us so we can explain ourselves, our emotions, our feelings, because all of our feelings are 100% valid. But then once that phase has passed of healing that feminine energy and being heard and being able to have that relationship be mended with yourself and get out those emotions, get out those feelings, then we need someone to make us accountable. You guys, if there are people in your life who are continually sheltering you, and serving you comfort on a silver platter, but your life isn't changing and you're still sad, then they're not doing you any favors and you're not doing yourself any favors by getting fed that bullshit. So, especially with Gen Z and millennials, I've noticed we like to celebrate sadness. And on the one hand, it is because we're such awesome advocates for mental health struggles, and our generations have definitely led the forefront of change for mental health identities and struggles, 100%. But we also have led the charge for victimhood when it comes to mental health and telling people that they're going to live with this for their entire lives instead of telling them that, okay, now you're in your feelings, now you can expose yourself, you're vulnerable, but now it's time to Take accountability for what's causing this sadness in your life. Because guys, for a majority of us, it isn't a chemical imbalance. For a lot of us, it is. But for a majority, it is not. It's because there's something in our lives that is causing it. And we either aren't seeing it or we're not willing to change because we're comfortable in our current lifestyle and our current balance, whether that's a balance of work, life, relationships, family, hobbies, etc. This depression culture again, like I said, can be a very positive thing and a very bad thing. It's like when we talk about toxic positivity, that you can have way too much of a good thing, especially if you're searching for it and you're looking for that validity that goes too far. I don't want you guys to romanticize the negativity in your life. I want to help you dig yourself out of that depression and that anxiety because you don't need to stay in it. Some of us will struggle with it for the rest of our lives, but we also use tools to batter it down and bring happiness into our lives where the depression is seeping in. But then a lot of us will not have it for the rest of our lives. Usually we're in a slump. We're in our 20s. We're figuring things out. We're confused. We're not happy for several reasons that are completely in our control, but for some reason we tell ourselves that they're not. So guys, I have had major depressive disorder 
in the past. And I still struggle with depression and anxiety. And you know what? I think it's going to be a thing that I struggle with for the rest of my life. But I completely turned it on its head by starting to take accountability for my actions and for my life and who I bring into my life, who I let go, what rituals, what routines I bring into my life, what things I I celebrate now and what things I stopped ruminating on and the practice I put in on a daily basis to change that. And so today I just want to give you guys some tips on how you can do that as well because if you stay in this Gen Z millennial sadness celebration, you're never going to get out. And if you stay a victim for the rest of your life, you're never going to find that path to happiness that you think you're searching for right now. So who are you pretending to be? What parts of your life aren't where you want them to be? What shadow self are you living in? What I mean by the shadow self. The shadow self to me is that holograph you portray to the world. You're blinded every day and you're just going through the motions. You feel like you aren't real. You're not really in control. There's something missing. There's something's always missing. Sometimes you feel numb. You may not be eating as much as you should, or you're eating too much. You feel empty, and you lay on your bed or the couch, and you stare at your phone until hours have gone by, and you're still left with only you. Your job feels pointless. Waking up feels pointless. Exercising or going outside seems like a chore. For a majority of us, this isn't happening for no reason. There's a reason you're feeling this, and you guys need to understand that. The first step in doing something amazing for yourself and becoming happier and more at peace, you need to realize there's a reason for these feelings. It's not a sickness you caught from somebody else that you can't shake. You are in complete control. And again, like I said, there is a spectrum when it comes to depression and anxiety, and some people have a chemical imbalance, but a lot of us don't. So if you're willing to take a chance and explore that version of yourself that has the ability to change and has the ability to make them their lives happier and more fulfilling, then keep going. So how do you get rid of that shadow self for good? Well, take it from someone who's dealt with her shadow bitch for a long time. You know how I did it? And I'm continuing to do it because it's going to be a daily thing for me. One decision at a time. There's a reason I don't say one day at a time. If I told you you'll get through it one day at a time, that's cliche and you definitely won't listen. You hear that everywhere. You see that on your Instagram feed with influencers in their captions. You see it on stories in pretty font. You hear it from your therapist. You read it in books. And then you just become numb to that one day at a time. What does that mean? What is that day filled with? Because if I'm the kind of person who I used to be who wallowed in their sadness and played the victim for the rest of my life after I already got out my emotions and expressed them, then I have the choice to fill that day with whatever I want. And what I filled that day with in the past was nothing productive and just complete sadness, laziness, and again, victimhood, laying on the couch, eating whatever I wanted, not going outside, not being happy, forcing myself to do things that didn't bring me joy. Staying in a stagnant rotation of monotonous life every single day. That's why I don't say day to day, because I don't want you deciding to fill your day with something that won't help you grow. So, one decision at a time. 
You're listening to this because you want to gain back control over your life and you want to be happy. So imagine this. Imagine you're the CEO of your own company. Your employees look to you to make the decisions that affect the trajectory of the company. It's a big responsibility, right? Well, it should be. You're the goddamn CEO for a reason. You created the company. You're the founder. You're the leader. You're in charge. You're the creative magic and the executive power. You embrace both the feminine and the masculine energies. You create your vision and you have the passion to bring it to life. You had a dream and you took a chance and you did the hard work and you made it happen and you're continuing to make it happen with every single decision you make. So with that thought in your head, Do you feel like you're the CEO of your own life right now? Do you feel like you're in complete control, that you have created this masterpiece that is fully you, fully expresses who you are on the inside, and you show it off on the outside, not with just the way you look, but with the actions you take on a daily basis? If you're the CEO of your own life, you put in the work every single day, decision by decision to create that baseline, that foundation of success, that foundation of happiness. And I don't just mean contentness. I mean pure happiness. You feel like you're doing what makes you impassioned, what makes you feel empowered. And then because you have that foundation, when you get shit thrown at you from every single angle and you get new challenges brought to you that don't happen on a daily basis, you're ready for them because you have that foundation built. You have that baseline set. And you're ready to take it on. So when something like COVID happens or there's a breakup or you didn't get into the school you wanted, you get laid off from your job. You know what? You have that base laid out for you that it hits you hard, but it doesn't rock you. It doesn't throw you to the floor. It doesn't beat you down. You don't stay in your room for three weeks at a time because you can't bear to socialize and you start losing weight and you start crying every day and you lose touch with the people you love the most. That doesn't happen because you have that baseline. So how do we get that baseline? Back to one decision at a time. This can mean so many different things, and it depends on your lifestyle and your goals. So for example, for me, when I deal with my depression, every decision is so important. And those decisions are as small as me waking up in the morning. This seems so simple But this is a huge thing for me. And you guys are going to have those little things that mean the most to you that might not mean much to other people. So for me, when I wake up in the morning, it's that is the time of day where I feel depression the most. I don't want to get out of bed. I'm okay just hanging out in my the comfort of my own bed. I don't want to start the day. I don't think that I deserve to start the day because I'm so comfortable and I had such a long night the night before and I did so much work. I deserve to sleep in for another 20 minutes, another 30 minutes, another hour. And you know what? The rest of my day is shit because of that. So I decided to start setting an alarm and not hitting it. Snooze. I'm waking up and getting my ass out of bed the second I hit it. And that is a literal mental Olympics for me. I struggle with it so much that I have this internal battle the second I wake up, deciding to move my legs to get out of bed, deciding to use my arms to push myself up, deciding to not hit snooze and hit stop. That is my daily decision that I have to make. And you know what? I've realized that that daily decision affects the rest of my day. If I don't make that decision to get out of bed the second my alarm goes off, the rest of my day is shit. Or I'm trying to make up for it for the rest of my day because it gave me a bad morning. 
But I've realized the second that I do hit that stop button and I get my ass out of bed when I'm supposed to, my morning starts off great and the rest of the day follows. So what is it for you? You need to take stock of what is making you unhappy. Whenever I start getting into a rut with my depression, I go to the notes in my phone, simple as that, no matter where I am. I could be at work, I could be in the car, I could be at the grocery store or sitting on my couch. And I go to my notes and I say, Sarah, you're losing it right now. How can we get you back on track? What is making you upset right now? What is making you feel numb? And for example, let's say it's job. I'm going to write job. And then I'm going to think about, okay, so what about your job is making you upset? Is it your colleagues? Is it the job itself? Is it not fulfilling? Is it the hours you're working? Are you exhausted? Is it the fact that you're not balancing your life well around your job? So many different things it could possibly be. And then you decide from there, okay, so what's the thing that's making you upset? If you know what it is, you start to make little changes each day to make that work for you. So you don't like your job. It's not fulfilling. And there's nothing you can do to make it more fulfilling because it's the job itself is the thing that's making you unhappy. Guys, take a chance and quit the damn job. (laughs) There are so many people, especially in our generation, who stick with something they hate because they're worried about not staying in it and being in that that floating zone of, oh no, I don't know what I want to do. Oh, people are going to judge me. My parents are going to judge me. I'm going to be that loser who doesn't have a job. No, you're not. You prepare for it. You save up. You send that resume out to everybody. You get it done. There's no reason to feel insecure about that. You're making the decision for you. And trust me, there's people who stay in their jobs for the rest of their lives, and it literally causes health problems because they are so stressed and so unhappy. You don't want to be that person. That's not what life is for. Life is for enjoying. And again, you can use this tactic with anything else in your life. Usually, I have a bunch of categories written down. In the past, it's I've written job, relationship, friends, family, hobbies, sports. I write that. In, I literally write the whole list down. I wish I could show you guys it right now. Um, and just depending on where I'm at in life and what I'm struggling with, I write down how I feel about it. Like in the past, say I wrote down relationships. I would say, I literally remember writing this down once. Don't make fun of me. <laughs> I wrote, been going on hinge dates. They're not working out. I don't know what to do. I feel alone. It's as simple as that and it's as honest as that. Being honest with yourself is literally the first step, guys. And you know what I took out of that? I took out of it the fact that I am putting too much emphasis on relationships, one. And two, maybe I got to chill out with the hinge dates. (laughs) But you know what? It's going to be different for everybody. And there's always going to be changes that you feel are more important than others and you should prioritize over other things. But this is the first step, getting to know yourself more. And it, it can be kind of uncomfortable to write those things down and really see what you're actually upset about. Because when it comes to depression, it can feel all-encompassing. Like a huge cloud is just covering you at every angle. And it's like a, oh, I hate this analogy, but that's what it feels like, a wet blanket weighing you down for no reason. But there is a reason. There is a reason, especially if you're part of that majority where their depression is being caused by outside factors that you're internalizing and not realizing are bringing you unhappiness. So guys, what are you going to do today? What decision are you going to make today to lessen that depression in your life, to promote that happiness in your life? Are you going to take chances or are you going to stay content? 
Are you going to try to be that person that you really want to be on the outside? Or are you going to keep internalizing everything you hear? Are you going to keep following those mental health gurus and coaches who are profiting off of your unhappiness and are teaching you that it's okay to stay unhappy? It's okay to accept yourself the way you are. So let's just finish with this. There's two kinds of people. There are the people who are supported and need that recognition and that help from mental health coaches, therapists, and these gurus, especially on the internet. And they're getting that therapy. They're normalizing therapy. They're getting help, the help that they need. And they're learning more about themselves. And they're getting more in tune with that feminine energy and understanding who they are in the inside. And they start to feel empowered and more creative and more intuitive and in touch with themselves. Those people are the people who need these gurus and these therapists and these coaches. Then there's the other person who is in a rough spot right now, needs some inspiration, listens to these gurus and these coaches, and takes everything to heart, but uses it as an excuse to not get things done in their lives. That is a lot of us. A lot of us. Are you listening to these coaches and these gurus and hearing that, You don't need to change your lifestyle. You're amazing just the way you are. Do you really think you're amazing just the way you are? Because if you were amazing just the way you are, just the way you are living right now, you would be happy and you wouldn't be searching for this. Internally, all of you are amazing. You all have so much within you that you can shine through. But if you're looking for that satisfaction and that comfort from someone telling you your life is perfect the way it is, you don't need to change anything, you just need to gain more confidence, You can't just be told things and be expected to change your life. I see this with people trying to eat more healthy or people trying to work out. And again, like I said, there's two kinds of people. There's people who, one, have eating disorders and have an issue with their relationship with food. And these are the people that need these gurus and these coaches to learn from them and grow as people. But then there's those people listening to them who have tried to be healthy and are attempting lifestyles that are actually really healthy and could really help them if they learned the discipline and stuck to it. All about accountability. And these people know that they need a change and they're trying to hold themselves accountable and get to the gym every once in a while or just get outside and go for a walk or change their diet because they know that it will make them feel better, not just look better, but feel better. But then you see these gurus and coaches telling you, you're fine just the way you are. That's when those people lose that discipline and they stay stagnant. And they stay content. So which one are you? You need to understand this because you might be person number two who's comforting themselves and not making changes that they know will make them happy. That might be you. And if that's you, I want you to take stock again of how you're feeling on the inside. What are you upset about? What's making you feel anxious? What's making you feel depressed every day? Is it something you have control over? Do you have a healthy outlet and a healthy choice you can make to improve your life, no matter what anybody else says. As long as it's healthy, do it. Because the second you put discipline into that, you're going to get haters because they know that you have the accountability and the discipline. And you're a go-getter. You know how to change your life and you're going to do it. And there's going to be people who hate you for it. And you know what? It's so unfortunate that there's those people in our lives who see success and see happiness and immediately try to bring you down. But you need to understand that you are worth so much. Balance is so important. Support and discipline are the two things you need to balance. You deserve to be heard from the rooftops, guys. You deserve to have 
the most intent listener when you're talking about your emotions and your feelings. But you also deserve someone who's going to tell you like it is after you've gotten all of that out, continue to support you, but show you the steps to how you can better yourself and be happy and hold you accountable so you actually take those steps because crawling out of depression isn't easy. It's one decision at a time. It can be exhausting. But once you get there, once you get to that peak where you're finally out of the valley, it feels so amazing. Try new things. Put yourself out there. Start getting accountable. See how many people try to bring you down, but also see how many people are clapping for you. It's going to be pretty equal. And once you see that, you know you're doing the right thing. I don't want you guys to stay stagnant. I want you to feel amazing. I want you to feel incredible. I want you to feel empowered. And for a lot of you, this is going to be the first step. One decision at a time. I can't wait to see where you guys go. See you next week.